broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tripod South Studio. This is The Hango Show. Everything all right? Everything's good. I've been trying to catch up with that lady all day, and, and she had been in a project. Just got back to me. So I hated to say, no, man, I can't talk to you right this second. So. Oh, no, it's fun. No, I was just I was telling, telling Judd that um, Brandy and Tink came over the other night. Number one, uh, Brandy sat in his seat. And she she put put her headphones on, and we're talking and everything. And it's, throughout the show, it just continually slid forward, and she'd push them back. And they'd keep sliding forward, and she'd push them back. And she's like, "These headphones are not going to fit my head." I'm like, well, that's where Jut sits, and his gigantic head's already stretched him out. I guess. <laughs> she told him next time she comes, she's got to bring like a zip tight man. So she, <laughs> she said, "Can I bring my own next time?" I'm like, sure, it's fine. Bring whatever you want. Well, then when we got before that, we got back here to record and Tinka came in first. I was grabbing a couple of things. And when I came in here, she had your boom, you know, had the boom up, but the microphone was turned upside down and above her head. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? I was like, was that like that when you came in here? She's like, yeah. I was like, no, it wouldn't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> and so I was like, "You do it like do it like this," because the boom was like at her eyes. You couldn't even see her face because the boom was like up here. Uh-huh. Like I'd look at her, only I could see was boom and red hair. <laughs> you know. And so I was like, "It was not like that." So I was trying to like fix it, and she would like I'd pull it one way, and she'd pull it the other, and it was like all kind of fuckered while she was <laughs> while she was over there pulling and pushing. I was like, "Do your thing." Yeah, you know. I got a podcast here. I kind of know what I'm doing. And she's like, no, no. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. This is your host, Tango Wood. Back tonight, I got the boys. I got uh, Harpoon and Judd here. How are you doing tonight, guys? Oh. Oh. So what's been going on this past two weeks? Anything? Lots, man. Lots with me. Um, I, my my life is changing daily. So, um I don't know, man. It's been uh, it's been very um, it's been very interesting. Um, I guess would be the nice way to say it. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to. We're going to be vague about everything. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just saying, man. That you know, I'm I'm more of an old school guy now. When you are, um, when you're single, you meet people online, and um, it's it's amazing. When you, I guess, you know, when you, when you, when you see somebody's profile, all you know about them is a picture, Yeah, you know? Um, and, and I guess just growing up, you know, you, you see somebody and you go, Oh, Hey, how you doing? You know, let's, let's go dance or, Hey, would you like to grab a drink or whatever? You know, you make some sort of a, an initial, you know, connection, but now you do it online. So, um, and that's that's been very interesting, and uh, but at the same time very exciting, um, and surprising. But uh, a lot of other stuff going on too. I mean, I we've been really busy up at the shop, and and uh, <clears throat> I've got people that are leaving, and I'm having a really hard time finding somebody to to fill places, and 
So it's uh, there's a lot going on. I'm just juggling, juggling a lot. So have you have you let's go back to the online thing for a minute? Have you have you tried any like online dating apps or anything? Yes. Okay. As a man of a certain age, you know we're we're all older now, over forty at least. Yeah, forty or over. What's it like trying online dating for the first time? Well, um, you know, like I said, it's you, there's a very wide variety of of, I mean, just every single possibility is out there. Yeah, um, and. It's, uh, you know, to be honest, um, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised so far. Uh, I've, I've really, I really feel like, um, just, I mean, and I get, okay. So let me just back up just a hair starting from just a picture, you know, they see a picture, you see a picture and me being an old school guy, you know, it's, it's harder for me to. I guess bring myself to try to have a connection with a picture verse actually knowing somebody or seeing somebody or, or anything first, you know, it'd be like somebody you flipping through somebody's old yearbook and going, Oh, I want to date her mm. or I want to take her to dinner or something like that. But, um, you know, it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's been really surprising that, um, that like, so for example, I've I've recently um, found a new appreciation for the Grateful Dead and widespread panic and uh, groove band right. type music, and that's jam band type stuff. jam band, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's and that's and it's been a hundred percent through a lady that I met online. Um, I'm more of a rocker. I'm more hair band. Hair band. Yeah. I got to have something, man, with some heavy guitar and some dude, man, really screaming you know, best he can to, to put it out there, you know, get some energy out. I like music that moves me. It gives me energy. And, um, and so, you know, since I've been talking to this one little lady, uh, she's a groover, you know, so I've been trying to think, you know, okay, well, man, what kind of, I mean, it's been a long time since I've heard any kind of, you know, groove music or whatever. So I've, I've listened to a little bit of that and that's, it's, it's kind of like going to the museum. You know, for me, I mean, it, you find a new appreciation for other people's stuff they like. You know, when everybody, somebody's painting a picture, they really like that picture, or they, you know, they put a lot of effort into it. Right. And, um, you know, and I, and I find myself, I guess, just being older, that I, I find myself appreciating other people's stuff a little more versus just what I like. You know, I mean, I've, I have. Um, so anyway, man, the little gal that I'm, I'm telling you about is um, is also just a very, very sweet person you know very hippie bring her on the show man let's, very hippie let's give her the third degree right here on the show yeah, <laughs> yeah. well you know it's, it's 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 just really cool it's just really cool and 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 spooky at the same time because you know you don't know how anybody's going to be i mean anybody can have a phone conversation you know with somebody and they be whoever they want to be over the phone but then you go okay well hey let's meet up and have lunch or something and, and then yeah but isn't that kind of then dating? you're picking lotion out of a basket <laughs> At the bottom of a pit. That's right. <laughs> Gonna get the hose. Uh, well, that's kind of like that's regular dating too. And when you go to the bar, you yeah. know, or when I used to go to the bar, you saw girls at their peak. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. They got their hair done, fancied up, and makeup's on, push-up bras on. Yeah. You know, 
all that stuff. But what you don't get from a picture is, is she wearing some obnoxious perfume? Has she showered? You don't get that kind of stuff from a picture online. Right. You don't, you don't also get like the, the fact that um, she might be smoking like three packs of Marlboro right. reds a day and, and have a huskier voice than mine. Hey, how you doing? You know, uh, I like your bed. You got a nice smile, boy. You know, like, Oh, hang tight there. Little lady, you know, now this is the, the little lady I'm talking about, man, is she's very sweet. She's got a very sweet voice and stuff. But, um, I, I, I did have a phone conversation, uh, with, uh, a lady um i don't know a few weeks ago just and basically it was it was like my first contact you know at all with um, the outside world or well, well, yeah <laughs> but you know with the in the outside single world and um literally i i was thinking to myself you are a heavy smoker, not just cigarettes, but you're like, you know, you're definitely got like the circus cigars out. And so, <laughs> you know, you're not messing with the vape stuff. You go some old school, like the, the big, big foot long. Yeah. The big foot long with like a two inch red end on it, you know, and really clouding up the room. Yeah. I just, I had to cut that conversation short. I was like, man, I'm, we gotta go. I gotta go. Yeah. Hey, she might've been a dude at some point. Hey, well that, you know, I, that, good for her i don't know man. I, i'm just saying that you know it's just a new world and um it's just taking a little bit of time to get used to yeah i could i mean i don't know if something happened to tinker i don't know what i would do i, I feel like i'd be so far behind on everything when it comes to dating 100 percent. yeah you know, I, was, I see you know i've got friends of mine that are still single that are that use like tinder and stuff He's like, man, it's, it's like a shark tank out here, oh, yeah. you know, because it's like, you know, 90% of women, hashtag all women, 90% of women want the 3% of men, yeah. the top 3%, you know, so they kind of have their pick, you know, <clears throat> where men are just happy if you get a little bit of attention every once in a while. <laughs> I think that's the reason why, man, I initially go, yeah, man, I think they'll uh, give Bigfoot sister a call. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. <laughs> no, it's like a, like a puppy trying to get adopted. <laughs> Please. Oh my goodness. But uh, how's business? But you said you said yeah, guys coming and going up there right now. Yeah, and it's and it's and it's a, a busy time because we've had you know income tax checks and stimulus money and I guess you know first of the month checks and, and whatever else is rolling around. I don't know, but I mean I, I've got a lot of people that are that are. Buy, that I see on a regular basis that are just buying more than they normally do. So this, you don't think this is just, you know, the whole COVID support local type thing still going on. You think it's really, well, I mean, I, I do feel like, I mean, I definitely see a local support, yeah. you know, I definitely, I definitely see people that, that want to support local business versus going to a national chain competitor. And I, and I deeply appreciate that. And I tell everybody, I try to make it a point to tell every single person that, that comes to my store, whether they're buying something or not, I appreciate you coming by. Thank you for buying, you know, I hope you enjoy your dinner. I just want to let them know because I'm the one that's, that's taking all the food out to the cars. I'm the one that's answering the phone. You know, I'm the one that's dealing with them. You're the face you of your know, business, right? And, you know, and I want to, I want to, and they're, they're, they're supporting me, you know, and my, my efforts, you know, my business. So, I mean, I want to be the one telling them, Hey, look, thank you. I don't want to send a kid out, right? you know, to do it. Um, and you know, and so we've been we've been 
really steady and uh, is an incredible blessing. Uh, we've also, uh, I've got I've got guys that work for me that have they're they're doing their own music on the side, and they're getting to a point where they want to go try. You know, they're they want to go try it. You know, yep. they want to move to a bigger city and go say, hey, I want to go just try my see if I can see if I can do something. And I and I fully support it, man. I want I want people to do what they're driven to do, or if they have a goal in life or something, you know, versus just have a, you know, a local job, stay in your local town. And so, you know, get out and go see the world. You're still young, you know, go. And that's great. It just puts me in a bind, you know, (laughs) but I'm excited for them. Yeah. You know, at one point in my life, I had people that supported me to go, you know, get out and go see the world and go do my thing, you know, and, and stuff. So, you know, I know how important that is. And a lot of these guys don't have good home lives mm. or they have very, they, I won't say that they don't have good home lives. I'll say that they, most of them come from broken homes. Right. And, um, and they don't all have positive male role models or they don't have somebody that, that would support them. You know, they, they, a lot of them here, you know, you'll never do anything with that. You know, you go get you a job down here at the, you know, the local, Factory, uh, or factory whatever. that everybody, or you know, go join root. the National Guard. Yeah, yeah, get some life experience. Goes, yeah, and they don't support what their what their kid is actually interested in. You know, even if it's goofy, even if it's something that they know you. Okay, I I know you. They, he'll never make any money out of that, but it makes him happy. You know, I think it's important to Except support that you're right here on this show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, we're all we're all you know here and and uh, having a great time doing it. Well, you know, it's just like. I've said it before on the show, you know, this is kind of it used to, it was every other Saturday night when I was off, we'd go out to the garage, sit around, drink a couple beers or whatever, you know, well, now I've got something that we can kind of plan around, mm-hmm. but y'all know every other Monday night or every Sunday night, I'm all, Hey, y'all good for tomorrow. It's kind of like a standing appointment now. Yeah. So a chance for us to come in here and vent and bitch and tell funny stories and yeah, just, just fellowship, just be around each other. Yeah. You know? That's a, I tell you, I mean, that to me, it's really been a, a, a positive anchor for me to have some, something like this where I know that I'm going to see my friends. It's like confession. You get to go spill, spill the beans. To Just hang out and be around you guys, on. man. I love y'all. I like seeing y'all and, you know, and hearing you, you know, what's going on in your life. Cause otherwise, you know, think about it. I mean, we'd see each other every couple of months and, yeah. you know, for if, five, if, we came, if we came by to get some food or something, five you know? or 10 minutes here and there, you know, and Hey, how's everybody? You know, it's just a general you know, you never did really get a chance to to hang out, and this is this is really cool. And and it's none of this is scripted. We don't know what we're going to be saying. Or we whatever. don't. I mean, it's and that's that's cool too. That's part of the the draw. You know, to to just get on here and just cut loose and and hope that you edit good. <laughs> How dare you doubt my editing skills? No, I got here. I got here. Uh, got here today, and when I walked in, I was like, shit. I, I got like. I had three episodes recorded and hadn't edited a single one of them. Like I need to get something over to the corporate overlords, but I get posted for this week. So I sat down and edited one up. Uh, I did, I did Thursday night uh, and got it sent over and uh, I was sitting here and just, you know, turned the board, just ran everything through the board. Yeah. These headphones are a lot better than editing through the speakers. You know, so I I could hear every little bump, tick, click, every unmuffled truck that went went down the road. I could hear every bit of it, but I don't ever hear it. Like if I'm listening in the car or something, uh-huh. I can't. I can't ever, ever listen listen to these speakers on the computer. I can't hear that stuff. 
But these headphones, they bring all that. I'm like, God, that's that's kind of loud. It's creaking a lot. What's what's going on? I think I told y'all this one once before, but I mean, I don't hear very well just in general. I don't think any of us do anymore. We've all kind of blown our ears out from music, especially Jut being a drummer. Oh, I bet. Yeah, my left ear is completely just garbage. You have tinnitus at all? Like ringing or constant? It never stops. I started getting bad too. But having these headphones, you were saying, you know, these headphones, I can hear. I can hear all fart. sorts, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> I think to myself, "What else am I missing?" Yeah, you know, I was I was talking to a friend of mine, and uh, we were on our way to go eat. I said, "Why don't Why don't you have any music on?" I mean, I've been in your car a couple of times with you, and, I, and you don't ever have any music on. And I tell him, "Like, well, any kind of background noise, it 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 blurs what you're saying." I've got this. Tonight it's this constant ringing, just like you're saying. It sounds like crickets at midnight in the summertime outside. Yep. It's just this constant wah, 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 or whatever, and and you know, and then you add some kind of radio sound or music sound or something like that. And, and I'm trying to pay attention to what you're saying. It, yeah. It's easier for me to cut the music off, you know, to eliminate something, you know, so I can so I don't have to ask what you say or will you repeat yourself, you know, several different times, and I can keep up with the conversation. You know, I mean, that's just, I mean, my hearing is is much better with these on. And I'm sure, like you said, you know, I mean, you've got one, one ear worse than the other jig. Yeah. My left is uh, way worse than, than my right. But, and I don't know why both of them aren't like that, but uh, my left ear is way worse off than, mm-hmm. than my right ear. Did you ever use any hearing protection at all when you, when you played? I, I, don't, I don't think you ever did one when, when me and you played together. No. And it, it's a good idea. Um, it's essential. I mean, honestly, if you want to keep your hearing and you're in a band, get hearing protection. It, you know, no matter what instrument you're playing, uh, it's you can't get it back. I mean, and even for the guys out of the audience. Oh yeah. Now, yeah. now for like the last ten years or so, any concert I've been to or any event where I know it's going to be a very loud something or another, I have I have earplugs in. Yeah, you know, because if I go to a concert without it, oh my goodness, the the ringing in my head for like the next three or four days is three or four times worse. Oh yeah, just yeah. because I already have this hearing loss. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if you're out there in the audience or on stage or back behind the curtain, whatever, anything, anything you, I've started. I've got a set of these. Ah um, oh shit, what are they called? They're called uh, plug phones. They're called plug phones. Uh, riding motorcycles. I used to always ride just, of course, when you wear a full face helmet, it's not as bad. But like when I'm scooting right here local, I just have that half helmet on. Right. And uh, even at 50, 50 miles an hour, 45 miles an hour going through town, the wind exhaust noise is insane. This company, I think it's called plug phones. They make just, it's headphones. They make some wired ones you can plug into your phone. I got some Bluetooth ones. They just wrap around the back of your neck, put them in, and they're they're OSHA approved to cut to cut like I forgot down to like twenty decibels. So I mean, you can people like wear them in factories and stuff. If I go on like a long ride, if I'm going like from here to the next state, you know, I'm just wearing a half helmet. Even if I'm wearing that full face helmet, I'll pop them in because after about fifteen minutes. Doing about 60, 65 miles an hour, mm-hmm. 
It's that constant, the roar of not just the wind, but or not just the exhaust, but the wind going by you. You pull your helmet off after about an hour and a half of riding, and you can't hear a damn thing. Wow. I mean, it's like you've been in a concert for about an hour. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. This week's PSA. Protect your ears. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like G.I. Joe. Remember the old G.I. Joe of, of cartoons? They always did like a PSA. Mm. You know, that's what I'm, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> I need to put that sound on my soundboard. Yeah, <laughs> you do. That flying star, you know. <laughs> now, you, you, um, you never made a big deal about us, you know, saying, hey, I got something else. I got to go. You've never, you never made a big deal about us leaving. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's just because, you kind of expect that being being a, a food industry job because most people who work in food industries don't stick around long, unless they become like a manager or, or a chef or something. You can, I guess you kind of deal with that turnover nonstop at a point. Yeah, it's it is part of it is part of the industry. You do expect somebody. I mean, you, you expect everybody to leave sooner or later, um, and especially since we're dealing with a lot of college kids yeah. over the years. Uh, you know, I know that they're going to be leaving town, going to a different college. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it is constant training. Uh, best case scenario uh, over the years has been to hire a high school kid that wants to go to the local college. So, I mean, if I get him or her when they're in the 11th or first of the 12th grade, so I get the, all, the whole their senior year and then their freshman and their sophomore year at the local school. So it's a three-year possibility. Right. You know, and it's turned out to be that, you know, on a few occasions, you know, which is great. You know, once because the learning curve in the kitchen, I break everybody down into kitchen people and not kitchen people. You know, um, I'm not a mechanical person. So like for me to go get a job at an oil changing business, my learning curve would be a lot longer versus somebody who is naturally nut and bolt oriented. Um, So the the kitchen people are not kitchen people. The kitchen people, the learning curve in the in our kitchen is about two weeks. You, you're in the kitchen and you've done it for two weeks, man. You you're pretty, you know, you've already seen it and done it a couple of times, and you have a pretty good grasp on what's going on. Especially if you're a, a natural foodie. If you're not, if you're a not kitchen person, it's usually around two months. So it's substantial, the the difference. So as I see people. Their first week or so, I usually know pretty quick if you're a kitchen person or not. Well, you've been doing this for a long 30 time. years. Yeah, <laughs> you know? a long time. So. I think people, the, the attention span is is another thing that you deal with probably a lot. It, that, and just keeping their, keeping them doing something yeah. instead of, you know, just, hey, squirrel. You know what's right. on, their, on their phone on over there? On yeah. their phone yeah, is the big, to, yeah, yeah, that's the big thing. The last few years, it's been the phone. You know, everybody's got their phone and they're scrolling through their Instagram or whatever they're, you know, whatever they're doing. You know, and um, and I told a friend of mine not too long ago that I am way more laid back now than I used to be. I used to be. I mean, I've always, I'm still kind of high strong, but you know, in the kitchen. What are you laughing at? <laughs> it's Friday night, boys. <laughs> Cut out the muffler talk. <laughs> That's right. If it ain't about the food in the kitchen, I don't want to hear it tonight. <laughs> you can well, hear a mouse piss on cotton in that I kitchen got, when you come back there and do that shit. Well, I'm not. I, like I said, man, I've mellowed. And um, I, I just. Uh, Am I right, Judd? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, look, it's game time. Yeah, I you agree. Know, you know, I mean, it's Especially game time. Especially on Friday nights. Friday nights. During football night. season. That's it. Shit. It's wide open, man. There's no time for BS, you know. So that's the reason. I just I try to keep people, man, you know, focused and, you know, between the ditches. And, and you know, the, I try to keep it moving as quick as possible. Um, but, yeah, you know, way back in the day, you know, um, I was I was very impatient, you know, I mean, there was a few times where, you know, it, it did get extreme back there. But Food got through the it, kitchen a it, couple it, times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you can't do a better deck, go to the fucking house. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, there has been an issue or two like that in the past. But um, like, I don't do that anymore, man. I mean, that's just that's just, you know, it's just too big of a mess to clean up. <laughs> And usually, once you throw it to somebody, they don't stay. They don't no, they stay don't. clean it up, man. They're out. They don't appreciate well, that too well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got a place to be. Uh, yeah. So, I would, you haven't really had to fire a bunch of people, have you? No, I, I make it a point not to fire people. Uh, usually, I, I give them some of the the crappiest things I can find. Where they won't, they won't mess something up. Where, no, I mean, if, if I'm if I'm looking to get rid of somebody, oh. then I'll just continue to give them the worst things possible until they quit. I want you to tell a story about the time you did fire those kids, the ones who were skimming. Yeah, there was. Um, if you don't mind, no, 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 no. Uh, so the so the the overall uh, the the quick version of it is that uh, in our restaurant, in our restaurant. Um, Especially back then, this was probably in the. We just opened early, here, I think, because you were still driving back and forth. So point. okay, so it was the late nineties. Yeah, it was the late night, mid mid to late nineties, and um, I had uh, four or five kids that were high school. They were all buddies. They were they ran the same crowd, and and um, so I kind of got to a point, and they were they were all pretty good in the kitchen, and they could they got to a point man where I felt comfortable enough to take a night to go you know, and, and see some friends or something like that, leave them there and, you know, and not have every, you know, just go crazy. I mean, I, I felt comfortable doing it. Well, you were working like seven days a week then too. Seven, trying to get the, thing, seven get the, days. the shop off the ground. Yeah. Seven days a week. Uh, when I first opened, I was, I was doing 12 and 15 hour days just to try to find out when the busy times would be. You know, we were a college town. We were, we were selling a lot of pizza. I wanted to know if the if we were going to have a late night rush or kind of when people stopped eating and stuff like that. So it was very very labor intensive for me, and I was living about an hour outside of town. So I mean, I was working just say minimum of thirteen hours a day, and then I had a, an hour commute both ways. So you know, and trying to have a relationship, yeah. you know, which you know that was like that was just nuts. Um, <laughs> So anyway, man, to get back to the story, um, the kids uh, were writing orders that we would get. Somebody would call in, and we were handwriting orders onto a order sheet, which had tickets that you could tear off. Like so, you 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 would tear off a ticket and go put it on a box or something or whatever the container the food was going to go in. And um, so these guys figured out that, hey man, there's a stack of sheets here. And we always just pull one off the top. Let's grab one about midways down. And as people call the restaurant to place orders, we'll write a few of them over here on the house sheet. And then we'll write a few of them over here on our sheet. And the ones we write on our sheet, we'll keep the cash. We'll just split it up. So um, they had they had done that a couple of times. And, and you know, 
got made off with a couple of hundred bucks each time or whatever, you know, I mean, and for high school kids, they had this, this, uh, scam going, you know, at work and, and all this. So anyway, rolls around, um, I'm, I'd leave them, you know, one night to go and take a night off and I get back to work the next day and I get a phone call. This guy's like, Hey, look, I got a pizza last night and it was burnt and you know, I'd like for you to replace it or, you know, to help me out some way. He like, was a regular customer, a regular right? customer. Yeah, sure. And I was like, Oh man, I'm so sorry about that. Hang on. Just let me get over here to my sheets, you know, and I'll find what you had and, and we'll go from there. So I looked on the sheet and I'm like, well, man, I don't, I don't see your name. Did, did your wife called in or was it under a different name or, you know, how'd y'all order it? No, man, this is the name and, and here's my address and all this stuff. And I'm like, are you sure? I mean, I'm not down you, man, but I, it's not written down here. I don't, I don't see it. Did you, did you get it last night? Yeah, I got it last night. I'm like, okay, well about what time did you get it? You know? Cause I'm thinking, man, that that's just not adding up. He told me about what time. So I started kind of looking back and, and I didn't see anything. And I'm, you know, I was like, well, okay, well, uh, i tell you what, if, do you still have the box that the pizza came in? He goes, yeah, it's out there in the trash. And I said, well, if you don't mind just to help me out, if you'll go out there and get that box, there's a ticket on it. And if you'll go out there and grab that ticket and tell me what the number is, cause it's got a serial number on the ticket and it's, and there's sequential. Each page was numbered individually. Each, each page has a, a like a seven-digit number, and they change. They start at zero and go to 99, and they start back over at zero, you know, with the next number. So anyway, he gave me the ticket number, called me back, gave me the ticket number. I looked, and I'm like, well, that's not even the ticket. That's not even the sheet we got. So I started digging through the stack, and that page was missing. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I see now. Exactly. On a scale f- – on a scale from from one to, to ten, how hot were you? About fifteen. <laughs> I was in the white. I'd pass the red. I, I bet your I bet and, your face was just like glow. <laughs> all right, so I get so I, I find out what's going on. I, I was like, okay, but I got you. Um, you can come pick up your pizza. Just come on, man. That's fine. So as soon as I square up with him, the first thing I do is call my two brothers, and I and I say, hey, I, I've got a situation. I need y'all to come over. Um, and they're like, yeah, sure. So they dropped what they were doing and came right home. Well, um, my kids that I, I didn't let the kids know they were there that, you know, the four kids, they were all working there and, and, uh, I didn't let them know what was going on or anything until my brothers got there. And, um, I, I asked all four of them to step outside. And so my brothers would take care of the kitchen, you know, while we were outside. So, um, I just laid it all out to him. I was like, okay, so man, um, tell me about what's going on. Tell me about how y'all are been, how long you've been taking money and all this stuff and blah, blah. You weren't that calm when you said that, were you? Well, I mean, I was, I, that's the, I said, I was giving this short, but I mean, this is the <laughs> overall. I wanted to hear that whole speech. That's going to be like something Patton would have done. Yeah. You sons of bitches <laughs> stealing all my money. <laughs> well, of course, man, nobody wanted to fess up there for a second, you know, and then I pulled the sheet out. Oh, you found it? No, I mean, I pulled the sheet. The the I said, this is the the guy brought the ticket. Oh, okay, gotcha. You know? And then I'm like, okay, here's the sheet. Here's the ticket that, you know, that came off the sheet. And I know whose handwriting this is. So go up there and find that sheet. No okay? analysis needed. You knew who it was. I, I, yeah, I was like, go up there and find the sheet. I just can't find it. I may be mistaken. If I'm mistaken, man, hey, that's 100% my fault, my bad. Go find the sheet. 
we'll, it's all good. Of and course. by the way, you burnt that dude's pizza. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if that was mentioned or not, man. But yeah, so, um, so they, of course, man, they, it was one of them started crying and, you oh, know, cause no. I'd already, this was like, so when the kid came back and he's like, well, I don't know where the sheet is. I mean, we always put all the sheets in and where we put the other sheets in. And I don't know. I was like, okay, well, here's the deal. I can either call your parents and, and tell them what you've done or I'll call the law and get them up here and you can tell them what you did or I'll tell them what you did, you know? And by this time, man, three of the four of them are crying, you know, they're, <laughs> they're, I mean, these are, these are athletic high school boys. They know, man, that their ass is in a trap. When mom hears this, she's going to be, my mom's got a, 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 uh, like a sympathy reflex when she's uncomfortable about something. She gets her purse, starts digging at it. Try to dis- disassociate from what's going on. Right. So I can just picture her hearing this right now and digging in her damn purse. Yeah, but <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, um, I don't know. That's, that's, that's pretty much the, you know, so I told him, I said, okay, you know, here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, basically none of you are going to get a paycheck this week. I mean, and, and that'll be that. So you called their parents up there, did you not? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I talked, I talked to all the parents and all this stuff and they were all, you know, just absolutely, I can't believe that this would happen. And, you know, my son didn't do that. He wasn't part of it. And I'm like, look, I'm just telling you, I mean, you, you believe what you want to. Okay. I'm just telling you, man, what happened. And you believe you can believe me or not, or you, you know, think that I just made all this up, but I got the evidence. And they can't refute it. They can't say no, man. They didn't do it, you know. When when one of them's already told me what how the whole thing went down, you know. <laughs> we found the rat. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was. There's one of them didn't want his parents involved, and and he knew either way they were going to be, and he was just like begging and pleading. He's like, I mean, you know, man, he he really didn't have a good home life anyway. But and I was just like, I'm sorry, bro. I mean, you've been stealing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I I, I can't I can't let that go. You know, now if you, it was, it would be different if you cooked your buddy a pizza and slid him a pizza. Okay. But we're talking about like a lot. Orders and orders a and lot. orders. Right. Yeah. So that's the overall, I mean, it was a, and that did, that did go down, you know, a, a lot more colorful than, than the story is, but you know, um, those, were the, those were the old harpoon days. Yeah. That's the old, that's back when I was running with Captain Ahab and a peg leg. <laughs> <you know? laughs> In any other stories of having to get rid of people that you never really talked about getting rid of people before? That's um, you know, I, I've I have I have gotten rid of, of, of a few people. Um, but I, I'll tell you this: there was a guy that that didn't work for me um, that uh, <laughs> that I had a little incident with um, that was pretty funny. He I used to have out in front of the restaurant one of those flashing arrow signs that you had the old letters that you would go out and rearrange every day or you'd put your message on there or whatever. Well, I rode up to, to work one morning and I, of course you have, I had to walk right past my flash and arrow sign to walk to my front door. And when I walked past it, it had this really vulgar, what did it say? It, uh, I, I can't remember. I just remember it was, it was, you know, something like, um, I don't know, whatever way it was something vulgar. And, uh, they'd rearrange the letters, you know, is this a new place or the old place? That was the old place. Gotcha. And oh, but it was right next to the door. Is that the front door? Right. You know, yeah. You know, and it's right next to one of the most popular restaurants in town. So everybody was going to it too. And they were seeing this vulgarity right out in front of my shop. So I'm just like, what is happening, man? So if I couldn't even rip those letters off fast enough, you know, getting it down. And, um, so anyway, man, uh, it, it didn't take long, man, to kind of figure out, uh, 
one of the one of the kids that was with the guy, they had, it was just some kids that had had too much to drink, and they had gone into this, the restaurant next door late night, grabbed them something to eat. On their way out, the guy's like, hey, check this out, you know, and he moved some ladders around and made this this thing out there. So one of the other kids um, that was with him, you know, knew me and stuff, and, and uh, he wound up, you know, telling on the guy. Ratting him out. <laughs> yeah, wound up telling on the guy. Dirty rats. And um, so – I, the, the, that kid would go to that restaurant fairly frequently, you know, and I knew him because, I mean, he ate, he ate pizza with me, too. And uh, one day I saw him over there, man, so I left my shop and went over there to the other shop, the other restaurant. And while he was in there, I was like, hey, look, when you get through eating, come see me. And I left. So the, the kid. You're making me nervous, man. <laughs> so the, so Sandy the, was probably standing in the back like. <laughs> <laughs> So, man, I don't even know, man, if he choked down the rest of his sandwich, man. But he came over there, and I said, look, man, I know what you did. So I'm, I'm going to give you the option. You can either go mow my yard, pick up all the branches and the sticks and stuff like that, and mow my yard. Or you can kiss my ass. Or, or I'll just call the police, and I'll call your family, and I'll call your – you know, I'm going to kill your mother. I've got, I'm going <laughs> to – I've got you. I told him, I, was, I got you on film and I got you. Of course, I didn't have a damn cameras up, man. I, bluffing that some bitch. He was like, where do you live? And I told him, I said, I'm just right down the street. He goes, he goes, okay, I'll go take care of it. He went, he went and push mowed my yard and cleaned it up. And everything came back. And he's like, you want to go check it out? I was like, yep. Harpoon, the king of free labor. <laughs> You're extorting people for free labor is what you were doing. No. Yeah. We, were, we were making a deal. <laughs> One one man's deal is another man's <laughs> ultimatum. <laughs> I got something exciting for you tonight, Harpoon. Ooh. You're going to be really excited. Bigfoot news. <laughs> <laughs> Remember a few episodes back, I talked about uh, the the state rep out in Oklahoma trying to set up a Bigfoot hunting license? Right, right, right. Okay. Right. Well, we got, we got word. Uh, for many, the idea of capturing the mythical creature is unthinkable, let, un- let alone unbelievable. But for some, the idea is not only alive and well, there is now more than $2 million on the line. At the end of January, Oklahoma State Representative Justin Humphrey filed legislation to establish what he hoped would be a boon for local tourism, a Bigfoot hunting license. For the next few weeks, the bill died in committee. But that hasn't stopped some from continuing the effort to encourage someone to capture a Bigfoot. State Representative Humphrey has since told uh, the newspaper that he is he's okay with his bill not making it out of committee. Humphrey said the exposure his bill received did exactly what he wanted it to do, to promote the interest of tourism in southeast Oklahoma. Humphrey and other others have claimed this area of Oklahoma has the ninth most sightings in the world for the Bigfoot. Humphrey is now working with state officials to set up rules for a Sasquatch quest. He's quick to point out the idea is not to kill anything, but to capture Bigfoot unharmed and without breaking any Oklahoma laws. According to the Indian News and Eagle, Humphrey's original plan suggested lawmakers set aside $25,000 bounty for Bigfoot's capture. But he said an upcoming Hollywood Bigfoot movie pledged around two million, while other private businesses promised an additional hundred thousand. That est uh, that estimated any that eliminated any need for state funding. So now we got a 
$2 million bounty to catch the Bigfoot in Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Um, now, you may have to reread it because, I mean, because I don't know if I heard it right. They want to not hurt the Bigfoot. Yeah, now that we have no hunting license in Oklahoma for it, so now we need to capture it. Yeah, so 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 and don't hurt it. Right. And do it legally. Right. So, I mean, I can I can see um, I can see some hillbilly boys out there, man, trying to <laughs> it's all throw, over a, again. throw a net <laughs> on this big nine foot gorilla that's used to ripping trees in half. Man, I got my old shrimp catching net. Got them leads on the end of it. I'm all, what was it a Robin Big? They had, they had the net gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. My cousin, man, lasso's cows. We'll get him, man, to trip his feet up. Oh, we'll we'll get out there with the duct tape. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Oh, They'll find shreds of them people. Yeah. But that's funny, though. I mean, I mean. Fair play. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, I think it would have been better, though, to, 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 to really. Have the license. Have the license. Well, I mean, I mean, he was doing it, like he said, uh, to help promote tourism in Oklahoma. And that was something somebody could go and get an actual Bigfoot license. And number one, it's a voluntary tax. They're not being forced to buy a Bigfoot hunting license. Right. But, you know, if us three went on a trip out to Oklahoma and they had to sign up at a bait shop <clears throat> that said, get your Bigfoot hunting license here, you know, all three of us put down $20 to get a Bigfoot <laughs> hunting license j- just to have. Yep. Okay, so now they're generating money for the state wildlife and conservation, which I'm all for, mm-hmm. you know, and they're not being forced to pay anything, which I'm all for. You know, if you voluntarily give them 20 bucks to get a piece of paper from the state that says you can legally hunt a Bigfoot, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. The only problem I'd have with it is wasting time for the legislature, but it died in committee, you know. But if not, I mean. Did they say why? I mean, did they? I mean, did Probably because it wouldn't make enough money for the state. I mean, that's what it all boils down to. Or they have other things going on in Oklahoma, one of the two. You know, but I mean, if I'd have been on that committee head, pass that through, man. Shoot. Why not? You know, I don't I don't know necessarily. Of course, man, I'm not up to speed as much, man, on um, the rankings of Bigfoot sighting spots. But I, I didn't realize that that was the ninth most popular spot in the world. Is that right? Was that what you that's said? That's what he said. Um, Did you jig? No. I, I think... <laughs> Go ahead. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> involuntary noise. <laughs> I would just, I would think that it would be more uh, like up in the Northwest where lots of, lots of deep forest and mountainous type. Have you seen that video from Russia? I think they actually captured one on video. Mm-hmm. Like a recent? Uh, a couple of years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. I just saw like one of those like ranked, you know, ranked videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And they had shot a video of it. It was it was like a, a man and his son walking through the woods in Russia, and they heard like some rustling. The guy had like his cam his camera phone out, you know, filming his son or whatever. And they turned, and this thing was moving, like but it ran like a chimp, low arms on the ground, and he was hauling ass, a huge, big, hairy some bitch. Jeez, yeah. I mean, it it, it looked. It wasn't like the old Patterson film with Bigfoot walking, you know, kind of slumped over like they had from Washington. This is like an actual animal moving. Wow. I mean, I've never seen a human move that way before. Can you imagine, like, the fear that would 
I mean, just for me, well, I mean, yeah. if, I, if I saw something, you know, I don't know if you've ever been out in the woods, you know, camping or whatever, and you hear something growl. I got to talk about that. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> or, or something like that. I mean, you think, what was that? You know? Well, I mean, down here, I've always heard, growing up, I always heard, you know, back 50 years ago, they had big cats down here. Cats. Yeah. Jaguars, cougars, whatever you, mountain lions, mountain whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And uh, I'd always heard that. Never seen one. Never seen one, you know. We were, I might have already been in college. And a friend of mine, his grandparents lived out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, away from town, which is woods. And we went, we went go down there one night and do a little camping. They have a bunch of land, like maybe 30 or 40 acres, go camping. A bunch of folks were already down there, got out of the car. Got my stuff. Heard a cat scream, like a big cat scream. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "See y'all later." Well, that wasn't nothing. I was like, "Bullshit." That's it. There ain't none of them around here. I said, "Y'all say whatever you want to." But I'm gonna go sleep in my house in my bed, away from whatever that was screaming out in the distance. Jeez, I mean, it's like like a baby, like a like a baby crying. It was that high pitched. I don't know of any deer or turkey that make it make that kind of sound. I'm gonna tell you something too, man. You do not want to mess with a hundred pound cat. <laughs> is, I, I mean, don't want to mess with a four pound cat. <laughs> right. I don't trust any cat. I'm telling you, man. That's that's not you know, and, and I know you know, being a dog person, Jig, you would you'd have a better um, feel for what a wolf would be, how intimidating that would be. I I grew up with cats. So, or in, you know, around them and stuff. So, I mean, I know that, I mean, how fast they are and just how they move and how they stalk. Think about like a, like a, a cat, like a house cat's claws. Right. And they can tear you up. Quick. You imagine a big cat. Yes. With those. Something the size of your finger. Those, <laughs> swinging at you, you know, with, I mean, like, like a blade. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'll say, I mean, I, I love to watch the, um, uh, uh the videos of lions and, and jaguars, like you said, stuff like that. And, um, it's, it's amazing to watch them go out and, and chase down, you know, some Impala or something like that, and then drag it a hundred yards and then take it by the neck, drag it up a tree. Your leopards taking them up the tree and hanging off the side. Yeah. That's mm. not, I mean, you know, how strong, just the jaw strength. That's a yeah, to tote like a three hundred pound antelope yeah. up a tree, you know. Yeah, you could not outrun it. You couldn't climb a tree and get away from it. You couldn't <laughs> outswim it. Whatever. Well, I mean, you're just sol. Well, I mean, humans can't really outrun any animal at, at sprint. You know, that's the reason humans kind of made it became the apex predator is because we can't run fast at a sprint. But we have the endurance to outrun any animal over a period of time. So when it comes to hunting, yeah, an antelope can take off and leave us, but they've got to stop at some point pretty quick. But we can do a steady pace and, and get close enough to hit them with a spear. Uh. That's how humans became the alpha predator in nature. Um. So yeah, I mean, from a short, I saw a video of the day of a uh, a gazelle juke out a lion. Like it was at the watering hole, yeah. you know, and you see like this is cloud of dust coming. They slowed it down, but the gazelle like 
did a little shoulder juke right, and they went left, and that line went ass over tea kettle, just rolling. I think I've seen that video. <laughs> rolling through the like, – you couldn't even see the line anymore. It was just a big cloud of dust went by, you know, because they was moving when he got to that gazelle. Um, alligators. People think alligators are just, like, all slow and fat and shit. They get on land, them motherfuckers can move. They're solid muscle. Yeah. They're a tank. Yeah, alligators can haul some ass in the water. If, if, if they get the urge to go, they're going to go. A guy posted a video on Reddit the other day of a crocodile swimming next to his boat doing 18 miles an hour. Cool. He was swimming, and he would go under and come right back up, like like diving. It was like, like a dolphin almost, right next to his boat. Jeez. Looking for a chance, man. You know, I've got, at, at the house now, you know, I've got um, an aquarium. I've got a bass. Right. And, and I love this thing. There's a lot of time, man, where I spend watching this fish. And I've got a separate tank that I'm using for a feeder tank. So as I feed it, you know, minnows, goldfish, whatever, um, you know, a minnow is pretty, pretty agile. It's it's real quick. It's, it can make some real sharp moves and, and move. I want to tell you something. This little bass, he's probably about a pound and a quarter. He's probably 10, 11 inches long, maybe a pound and a half. Um, that thing is incredibly fast. I mean, he's out, out maneuvering the, the minnow. So if, I mean, and what it makes me think of when I watch this, you know, cause I'll feed them, you know, maybe three or four a day and maybe a couple of big red worms or something. When, uh, when I see, like if I put all four minnows or something in the, in the tank with him at the same time, it's different than I do them one at a time. So at all four, He's he's eyeballed all four of them real quick, and then he just darts at them, you know, and boom, 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 and they're gone. They can't outmaneuver him. So it makes me think after I'm seeing this, okay, he's a pound and a half fish. When when you're out surfing and you've got a great white or you've got any kind of shark or anything like that that really has some, I mean, I know how much this little guy can eat, you know, and how quick he is. It doesn't matter what it is out there in the ocean, man. They're solid muscle, solid. You know, they're they're constantly moving and fast. You see these videos that of like on Shark Week where the seals are jumping out of the water to try to get away from the the shark that's biting them, you know, or what are chasing them down. You see all these videos of how how they the seals and these otters and everything move in the water. They're just like they're like a noodle. Yep. And then you got something that's like a ton that chases them down. You know, just lightning quick. It just gives it just gives me a different perspective of even wanting to go water skiing. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Damn man, there's got to be a big catfish down there, man. That says, hey man, with us with the Bahamas, uh, uh, we were out in the Exumas, which is kind of like the outer islands, of the Bahamas. A lot less population out there, much, much smaller populate, more smaller communities. Um, and we, I think I talked the other night about them. Uh, this couple we met from England were out there. And the lady was like, she, at, at the breakfast buffet, they had like the little single servings of cereal. Like you just peel, peel the plastic back and pour your milk in or whatever. Which she had got one of those and she was standing about like, like shin deep in the shallows, you know. And she, she was like, what are you doing? You put this in the water, the, the fish come up here and eat it. I'm like, if the big fish come to eat the little fish too, you may want to stop doing that. I mean, because I mean, hammerheads are around the Bahamas, and and whereas nurse sharks aren't aren't that bad, but hammerheads, bonnetheads, tiger sharks, they around great whites. 
I mean, they've had, they spotted some great whites in the inlets up in South Carolina. They, they came up like in that brackish water where the rivers flow into the ocean. Wow. They've had great whites go 100 miles inland into South Carolina. Yeah. You seen that video of the guy who was fishing off the dock? He was reeling it in, and he was about to pull it up, and the shark came up and grabbed it. That was like a North Carolina. That's a North Carolina. So he's like, "Holy shit!" They find bull sharks in freshwater all the time. Oh yeah, like the inlets. Tear my house down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, especially that—that's the problem they have with like with tigers in India. They get in that brackish water where where the salt and the fresh meat, and they drink it, and tigers go crazy. And they had they had that video of tigers swimming out to like fishing boats and pulling guys out of them oh, and the? bring it back to bring them back to land and kill them, then go out and get the next guy off the same fishing boat, pull him in. No, you see, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, the tigers if they drink like brackish water, they will uh, they go a little crazy. Why are you looking at me like that? You know, because just to ha- to ha- first of all, man, I mean, the somewhere along the line, you would have heard a story. Hey, look, man, I mean, you, when you're out there fishing or doing whatever it is out there on that little dugout, you know, there's liable to be a tiger that swims out there. And <laughs> Keep jerks- the motor running. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I'd be taking some kind of boomerang or something. A gun. Like yeah, something. <laughs> a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> something. You know. Get my ammo back. <laughs> you know. I don't know. I mean, you know, okay, so, man, they just say, for example, man, that tiger sneaks up on the backside, you know, and just pulls somebody off. Well, you're going to hear that dude scream. Yeah, and you need to be moving by then. Yeah. And you know there ain't nothing you can do for him. You know, ain't nothing. I mean, he's gone. It's it's it. You're you're bait. Okay, I'm not fixing to be bait. I ain't fixing to wait for old dude to finish him off and come back for seconds. (laughs) Heck no, man. I'd be like. You're talking about your bass. Well, I lived up north of Boston. We got like the the Hard Rock Station in Boston, which was, I forget what it is now. W A A F, I think, um, or the X. Can't remember which one it was. Anyway, uh, they like they're morning radio. Of course, you know, late nineties, early two thousands. Morning, people were still competing with Stern yeah. on terrestrial radio, so it was like you know we had to go bigger, had to go crazier. Mm-hmm. It was Stern, Opie, and Anthony, and all those guys in the morning. Bubba, Bubba, Bubba the Love Sponge. These guys were out of Boston and they were going to do um, goldfish survivor, like the, the show survivor, but they were going to do it um, with like each person on the show was going to get a goldfish. And then they were going to have one piranha. They were going to put in the tank with the goldfish. Well, PETA lost their, they shit themselves and forgot who they were for five minutes. when they heard this, I mean, people were outraged. They were going to do this. And so, some good old boy from the South apparently was around there. He called in. He's like, man, he goes, that piranha ain't going to do shit. He said, I used to have a piranha for a pet. He goes, I had a goldfish for a pet. Or I had a had a catfish for a pet. He said, that catfish ate so much more than that piranha ever did. He said, piranhas eat when, they, when they're hungry. Catfish eat just for the hell of it. They'll eat anything. Yep. I've had catfish too. Oh yeah, you had that. You had that big one there for a while, or a good size one. Yeah, yeah. Like and when I first worked for you, you had it in the tank there. That's that's pretty. That's pretty crazy, man. Those the catfish. I mean, they for real. I mean, they will eat. You'll see their little bodies just be. I mean, it looks like you've got a like a, a matchbox car or something stuck it's off. Bloated it out. Just, yeah, you'll see a head, a tail, and stuff, and they'll eat until they're they can't swallow anymore. They'll actually be swimming around with half a fish hanging out of their mouth. Yep. 
you know, burping gill, burping scales, man. It's just nuts. Yeah, catfish and there and and bass is a lot like that too. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna eat till he's full. But I mean, that's it. I mean, whenever he's hungry, never get full though. It's like anything on the bottom they can find. Yep, they're just not they're stopped. gonna suck it down. Yeah. Uh, my biology teacher in school did the. Uh, he probably still does the catfish grappling, noodling, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we were in, <laughs> we were in advanced biology, and he was like. Y'all know I do catfish grappling. Yeah. He's like, we don't ever put our hands in natural holes in the side of like the banks of the river. He said, those natural holes have an air pocket that the water never fills it all the way up. And so snakes (laughs) like to get in there and keep their head above water and chill out. He said, when we go do it, we've got, they take, they take like, um, old washing machines or water heaters, and they would submerge them at places in the river where the army Corps of engineers would say it was okay. And then they would tie, they would tie it off with like a, a bag or a, um, or like a balloon or a, uh, a jug, a milk jug painted orange, tie it off. He said, we grapple out of those because snakes can't get in those. Cause they can't, cause it's totally submerged in water. And some of the pictures he has me these catfish, like oh wait like a over a whole year from summer to summer, they couldn't hardly get them out because they had just sat down there in those things and just ate up whatever happened to be swimming by. Yeah, so they I mean for folks that don't know, I mean when they're submerging these things, that's what they're using for homes. They're, right, they're, like the fish are going there, man, and just and, and that's they're kind of like their little dugout home. But yeah, that's I mean that's insane too, man. Thirty, I mean, forty, fifty pound catfish, just grab them by the gills and pull them up, man. I'm gonna tell you something, man. That's I've had I've had some really close buddies of mine that that did that stuff, and I mean they were talking about it was when, back when I was going to college here. There was one of my really close friends, him and his other buddy would go. This was the first time I'd ever heard about anything like that, and they would say that they would go and um, just of course they wouldn't go plant anything out there. They were the ones that were out there trying to run their hand up and up the underneath bank. like the stumps and all this stuff. No. Well, the, whenever they found a like a deep hole, what he would say would be like, "Okay, I'm going to go in, and you grab my feet, and I'm going to work my way up to it. And whenever I start kicking my feet, oh, he was going to go all the way underwater. Oh yeah, oh, going shit. all up in there, man. Run his hand up in there, find the fish's mouth, run run his hand into the mouth, and grab the gills from inside his mouth, and then pull it out with the fish biting down on his arm. Right, you know. So and then whenever I he said, whenever I kick my feet, you pull me out. So the guy, he said, he said, man, this past weekend, I'm going to tell you, I went up here and I found one of my favorite spots. It, it was like, like a cypress tree type, you know, it had all, a lot of big root system, big root system. And that he was going underwater is had his buddy had his ankles and, um, he was working his way up in there, ran his hand. He said it was all murky and, mu- and muddy. He couldn't really open his eyes. He ran his hand up in this hole and as he ran his hand up into this hole, he ran his hand over this huge snapping turtle shell. <laughs> he said, I could not. He goes, man, I started kicking quick, man. I couldn't back out of there fast enough. He goes, because those things are fast, too. They'll turn around, man. Just take your finger your off. off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He Clean. Goes, man, yeah. Yeah. Snapping, too. Gone. Boom. No, never get it back. And he goes, man, he goes, as soon as I got up, man, where I could breathe, he goes, I was like, go, 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 just get out. Of you know, man, he goes, man, I, that was as close as, I was just like, man, you're, 
you're asking for something. I mean, you're running your hand up in a dang yeah. hole. You don't know if it's going to be snakes or, or turtles or any of that stuff up in there. And just the power of a 15-pound fish. Oh, could, yeah. You can imagine. You know, they're solid muscle. They're not just like going, okay, you got me by the breathers. You know, I'll go, I'll go peacefully. They're cutting up. You know, his forearms would be all torn up. You know, because catfish have like those whiskers will sting the shit out of you. Sandpaper type teeth. Yeah. You know, and as they they're trying to roll and you know rip their head back and forth. Man, I just looked it up. Um, Bigfoot sightings. States with the most. Uh, Washington, Oregon, West Virginia, Idaho, and Montana. So it basically is the Northwest. It is the Northwest, except for West Virginia. Um, states with the fewest sightings, Nevada. There's nowhere to hide. <laughs> Rhode Island, because it's three square miles. <laughs> uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Delaware. So I'm noticing a trend here. It seems like it's mostly red states where they are available, and it's blue states where they aren't. <laughs> except for Washington and Oregon. They're both pretty blue. Um, I'm not playing that on the air. <laughs> Addison sent me a voice message. I don't know what's going to be said in it, so I'm not going to put. I'm not going to broadcast <laughs> that. Oh man. Um, what about was, you, man? What's been going on with you this dude, week, dude? I'm. You've been traveling a lot. Yeah, I was just. I was telling Jet before we started. God, the last I did over two thousand miles this past week. The last two nights were the worst. I went all over creation <laughs> because some people don't know how to order product correctly. And it yeah, it was just, um, it was a wild, I knew it was going to be that way because I'm about to start vacation and it never fails. The week I start vacation, the last two nights is utter hell. It can't be a nice calm night where I can, watch my Netflix and chill out by myself and just enjoy my, my last couple of nights. So no, 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 I've got to be on the road the whole time. One morning I didn't, I got off at six. I didn't take lunch till five fifteen. So like, wow. I clocked out for lunch, clocked back in from lunch and clocked out to go home <laughs> all within an hour. <laughs> it's just the way it, you know, those nights that I have it nice and freaking easy or nice, but the nights when I've got to run, it's wide open. And the problem was um, they do the mobile drives. And the last three nights I worked, all three nights they had late drives. So typically, everything is done as far as collection goes when I get to work. They have everything set up for me to take to the lab. I load it up and take off for the night. And on most nights, I'm done by around 1 a.m. Uh that's with going there, a couple more drop-offs, then I'm back to be, to be ready for an emergency. The last three nights I worked, um, on Monday night, I didn't get to leave until 8. And on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, I didn't leave till almost 9 o'clock. Wow. Well, that put me behind for the whole night. Where typically, I could get everything kind of done. But um, had those two late drives put me behind. They had to do my drop offs. Then I had a couple emergencies after I got back, so it kind of threw everything out of out of the loop. Um, 
other than that, it's been great. I'm on vacation. I'm on my three week vacation now. And, uh, this is the, f- how about that jig? This For is the vacation. Could you use one, bud? This is yeah. the third episode of recorded yep. in five days. So I've been <clears throat> pounding these out as I go along. <laughs> so, Hey man, there was something I wanted to ask you about, man. Oh, the, no. You know, the, um, you had, uh, hang on, let me find it real quick. Go ahead. I can edit so, this out. That, that, that mm-hmm. is, um, what, uh, tell, I mean, you want to, um, do you want to say anything about the message that you sent with it? No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> why is your why is your text so big? Oh, because you, yeah, we're getting old. We can't yeah, I mean, I got reader. I got to do readers. I, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to share that with my with my view with my listeners. They don't want to hear that kind of stuff. That's that's just for the inner circle. That's yeah. just for us. Well, that's the reason why I didn't say anything. I mean, but it's that was, that was really pretty interesting, man. I, I thought, <laughs> I was like, man, if that gets out to the public, man, their their sales are going to skyrocket. Well, Jay don't have that problem. Oh well, so, so it's just, I, I may be an anomaly. I think it's my superior genetics. That's probably. Look, probably, look at this. Who wouldn't want this body? Limousine right? Oh yeah, you like my shirt? I love it. I got man. my Ric Flair shirt on tonight. Styling and profiling. Yep. Woo! <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> Handsome boy strut. <laughs> Oh man, uh, God! I got a message the other day from somebody who listened. They said, "Oh my God, you brought back so many memories talking about Mid South Wrestling oh, yeah. <laughs> after our last our last episode to have you on." Yeah, that was uh, it's good stuff. That's what we're here. We're like this nostalgia cast. Bring up we're talking about the more you know and Mid South Wrestling, and <laughs> you know the kids now they're like going, "Man, those old timers, man! They they'd be talking back, you know, about before microwaves and things." <laughs> I remember when we got cable, buddy. Shoot. The first VCR. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, you know, y'all remember the game uh, Pong? Mm-hmm. It was like a, you know, just like a little bloop, dot. Bloop, bloop. Yep. yep. Uh, did you see where um, Neuralink has put a chip? Oh, yeah. In uh, a monkey that could. Playing Pong with its mind? Yeah. Hmm. You're, 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 you're going to make an Addison all upset. He thinks the computers are coming to kill us. Well, what, what do you think, Harvoon? Are they coming to kill us? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they're necessarily coming right now, but I can see where, you know, things could get out of hand pretty quick. Is Terminator really a prophecy? I think. I, you know, honestly, man, I mean, as, as smart, as much as the AI, I mean, all the information they're gathering, they know it all. Yeah. I mean, you don't have any secrets. It's out there. They know it. If they can, if they know who you are and why you think and what you look and da 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 da, then they know how to come up behind you, or they know how to give the information to come up with with a, a very reasonable, you know, uh, way to get rid of you if you if they wanted it. Is Terminator real? Is Elon Musk? Is, is he the one? Is he is he ushering in Skynet with his, with his? He's got the internet through the through the satellites now. That guy's got a lot going on. Yeah, a lot. Going I mean, on. I think that you've got a lot going on. Well, nothing like that. I mean, that dude's got like for real, like for real <laughs> yeah, things going on. Seven businesses, seven multi-million-dollar businesses. Yeah, I mean that's a. I mean everything that dude touches is is just. I mean that's it's just different dimension stuff. Um, like PayPal. I mean, yeah. Who would have thought, man? You know that 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 dude started that and then jumped over to something else and jumped over to something else. And that that dude's alone, got chips and that monkeys would have set up a. <laughs> dude, the name of the episode is "Chips and Monkeys." 
Uh, just starting up PayPal would set up me or you for life. I, I hit it. I hit my vein of gold. I'm taking this, and it's going to be you know cocaine and hookers for now on the rest of my life. On the beach with somebody peeling me grapes. That's maybe. right. <laughs> Come on, ladies. Fan those palm leaves a little faster. I'm getting... <laughs> I'm getting a little perspired over here. Uh, but no, he he took that and parlayed it into something else and parlayed it. And he's wanted clean cars and the boring company, Neuralink and, and Skynet, whatever he calls that, whatever it is. Yeah. Batteries um, and solar power and you name it. I mean, the guy's just got all sorts of stuff going on. But when I saw that, I thought to myself, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard about them, you know, getting to a point where they could put them in humans and things like that. I mean, this is I mean, now, I mean, okay, so they got it in monkeys. What's, I mean, it's, it's not going to be long. Are we going too far? I just think that's the natural evolution of the way things are, are rolling. I think that they're. I still don't like it. No, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like that either, but I mean, that's, I think that's the way it's moving. I talked to Addison about on the, the episode I have not released yet. I talked to him. Um, you ever heard of the uncanny Valley? The uncanny Valley is, um, they use it a lot describing like, um, what's, what's it called? Like androids that people are okay with them being upright, walking on two feet, you know, as long as they look like robots, they're okay with it. But the minute you start adding human looking eyes, uh, flesh colored skin, normal voices that don't sound like a robot, but talk like you and I are talking, you reach a point where they call it, you know, people are accepting, 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 accepting. And then all of a sudden the slope goes down. They're like, Oh, this isn't right. This isn't right. That's the uncanny Valley. The androids look so real. People have a problem discerning them from humans and people start getting creeped out by it. And they want to destroy it. You know, I mean, it, it, saying that, okay. It, it's just as plausible for that to be, ha- I mean, that to be the current situation, you know, if there's nine foot apes out running around in the Northwest, I mean, there's got to be some sort of a, you know, a crossbred or, or artificial something or other walking around out there among people, man, that they don't know. What if, I, what if I'm not really here? What if I'm, this is Hango butt. I mean, hey, man, I'm, I'm cool with that. I, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I love you if you got gears in you or not, bro. I'm just saying. Um, I don't know, man. I think that it's, I think it's going, um, you know, 30 years from now, things will, they'll, people look back and go, man, in the old days before, you know, robots made your coffee at Starbucks, you know, I mean, can you, these old folks had to scroll on their phone to see their Instagram, but now we just put it in our eyelids and it rolls by us, you know, it's in, it's in your glasses. You can put glasses on to see it all. That's what I said. That kind of failed. The Google glass, it failed. Like it went, it was almost like an uncanny valley thing because the the idea was I could put them on and I could walk into your restaurant and you'd be like, Hey, like you always do. Hey. And I would see your face and the glass would be able to say that's harpoon. Yeah. It'd pull up your Facebook profile or whatever I wanted to do. And to get the, the, it's supposed to progress to the point where I would meet you for the first time. It would recognize your face and show me all your information on the glass. Yeah. That's too much. Okay, man. Can you imagine tying that into online dating? No. <laughs> Her OnlyFans pops up. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's it's it, it. There's a lot. 
a lot going on, you know, and we're always the last to figure it out or last to know. I mean, the, the general public, you know, there's no telling what's, you know, I mean, can you imagine the um, top secret type stuff that, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like black budget type stuff, stuff that's totally off the books. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it'd probably blow my mind to even know the stuff that, that that's, you know, that they're just not even trying to hide. We, I mean, I imagine the stuff that, like, the um, the intelligence committee in Congress, what they know. There's mm-hmm. stuff, there's probably there's probably a, a, a vast well of stuff that they don't even know about that's totally off the books to everybody except for maybe the Joint Chiefs and the President. Um. I think Dennis Miller had a whole, an old bit about people who were campaigning for president and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then they win and they get to the office for his first briefing and they pull the curtain back and hand him the files and say, this is what we're dealing with. And that's why nothing ever happens. Wow. Either that, or he gets there for his for his meeting, to security briefing, and it's titans of business come in and say, "We need you to keep doing this, or you're going you're going to have four years here." It's one of the two, or it's a mix of the two, where it's the deep like the actual, the true deep state military industrial complex and corporations kind of running the show together. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of, well, my buddy who works for NASA, mm-hmm. uh, when he got hired, he got swore in, like he was going in the military, raise your, raise your right hand, swear an oath, all this stuff. And they put him in a room with binders. Like you're going to need to read this stuff. It was classified information. And so I said, do we really go to the moon? And he said, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> just tell me the truth. Just give me things like, nope, I ain't saying nothing. He's doing it just to razz me. But still, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff in those files. He can't tell anybody. He can't tell his wife. He can't tell his mom and dad. He can tell me. He can tell his kids. You know, because, I mean, NASA's got a long line. There's a lot of dead bodies around NASA. And not, not always in a bad way. Just a lot of guys got killed trying to get to space. But Apollo one, all the guys burned up on the launch pad. They had a flaw with with the door lock system, caught on fire, and they couldn't get out. Dunskies. But yeah, I, th- I think there's a lot of stuff, um, and a lot of people that have been buried trying to cover up stuff or to keep quiet about stuff. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't think it's. I, I've. I don't think it's good. I'm all for technology. I'm all for advancement. It's nice having a car that gets, have a car like that, that I have that gets 30 miles to the gallon. Cause 40 years ago, that wouldn't have happened. That, that car would have drank gasoline six miles to the gallon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it would probably weigh about 2000 more pounds than what, than what it is. Um, so that kind of stuff for fuel efficiency and whatnot, that's fantastic. That's great. But sticking a chip in my brain so I can play a video game without, picking up my, my, my controller or something. I don't know about that. Yeah. You know, we're, we're fed. How long is it going to be before they start running ads on our Neuralink in our head? You're trying to sleep, you know, Jake, can you imagine, man, them putting a chip in you and 
you've been them you've been able to upload any any music that you want to play so you could just naturally play it on the drums you know or you know wouldn't even have to learn the song you just just you know i guess bluetooth it to your chip or whatever you find it online i'm a cyborg and just play some dream theater why not (laughs) gold mine (laughs) well then everybody be on an equal playing field no, I'd hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been seeing that little girl who drums online? Uh, she, Which one? <laughs> well, she was. She's like maybe like six or seven years Every, old. Everybody with a miniskirt's a professional drummer now. <laughs> Quit being sexist now on my show. Come on. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the, there's this little girl. Uh, they post videos of her sometimes on Reddit. I'll see them, and like. Uh, I don't even know how she can reach the pedals. I mean, she's, it looks like a full size set she's playing on. Mm-hmm. And I saw a video of her playing, uh, no one knows by, uh, Queens of the stone age. Mm-hmm. It was, it was wild. Yeah. It was crazy. Good stuff. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember kids when I was that age, kids. I mean, we had an occasional person play guitar because his dad played guitar and he was around it all the time and picked it up himself. But now it's like every kid knows three instruments or whatever, you know, I tried something new on pizza this week. Okay. Is it hot dogs, deer meat? What is it this time? No, I've tried that. Um, I had, I had, there. Uh, I, had <laughs> yeah. uh, I had, uh, barbecue baked beans. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, uh, the guys at the shop, man, they were just like, dude, you're insane. What are you doing, man? Like, Come on, man. I mean, you know, try it out. You were thinking back to the potato salad days. And potato salad's good on pizza, I'm telling you. <laughs> it really I, is. Yeah. I, yeah, I was actually telling somebody about that yesterday. Um, uh, but, yeah, I wanted to try it. I, I, I'd actually come across um, – I'd bought some barbecue baked beans and some guac and some other things just to take to the house. And before, I'd, I'd made my grocery drop at the store. And uh, I was just going to take the groceries home at night at the end of the shift. But uh, before I even got there, I thought to myself, I was like, man, those barbecue baked beans would be good. You've never pizza. done it before? I don't, I can't remember. I mean, if I've had pork and beans, but I've not had bark, like this is shredded pork. Right. You know, and, and the, so it's barbecue baked beans. And um, it was really good. It really was. It was, it was really good. Um, so, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm constantly just trying to find something that you I haven't like, tried. You used to do like the, the uh, like the country dinner. With the okra yep. and tomatoes and yep. corn and black everything else on it, black eyed peas. It. Yep. Um, lasagna pizza was a, a killer for a, for a while. I used to make that all the time. Yep. Cook, cook like good. a slice of, of uh, lasagna and throw it on on a pie. Yep. Spread it around. Um, you know, and and way back in the day, I was just telling my friend, way back in the day when I first tried all this stuff, you know, I was getting these homemade home plates that my mom would cook and send mm. back with me and she would just make like a 10 pound plate of leftover Sunday stuff, <laughs> you know, and, and I would eat all that I could hold the first meal and I couldn't throw the food away. I mean, it was good for another meal. And, um, one day I decided, okay, man, I'm going to try this on pizza because I really don't feel like eating, you know, the roast and potatoes and carrots and stuff again. Worst case scenario, man, I'll just chunk it and I'll go buy a burger or something, but I put it on the pizza, man. And it was fantastic. You know, then that just gave me the idea to try everything. I mean, any, whatever came on that lunch plate, it didn't matter. I raked some of it off and put it on a pizza, you know, chop it up a little bit and put it on the pizza, spread it out. And it's just over the years, just, just grown to, you know, where I kind of got to a point where I almost went back to eating just traditional pizza because I mean, I'd, 
I was almost getting tired of eating weird stuff on pizza or whatever, but, uh, I don't know. It's, it's pizza is such an incredible food to be so versatile. Yeah. You know, um, there's a, uh, I, I'm, I'm limited on fish that I put on pizza. What, uh, what kind of you put on pizza? Um, I mean, I put like catfish and, Brim. um, I, bass. I, I, I don't know that I put bass. I put catfish. Um, I'll put tuna. Um, let me see. I put salmon. I don't know. I mean, just a few of them. Um, but I eat a lot of fish, you yeah. know, um, I, I did, I was going through a phase back years ago where I was really trying to pack on some muscular weight, going to the gym all the time. And I was trying to eat as much protein as possible. So, um, one day I had cooked a pizza and it had, um, like peanut butter and shrimp and wait, uh, say that again. Yeah. I mean like anything that had a lot of protein, you made a pizza with peanut butter and shrimp. Yeah, and, and it had like tuna fish. And now, some why shit. do you keep skating over it? Like it's, it's like, like, like like that's okay. Well, I mean, that's an affront to God. <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> yeah, it was just peanut butter and shrimp. You say peanut butter and shrimp? Yeah. So anyway, it's peanut butter and shrimp. And like, no, we need to stop. <laughs> well, it got to me, man. That was the that was the that was the point I was making. I mean, is it was just so fishy that um that i really because i had you know it had tuna and, and chicken and, and the shrimp and the, and the peanut butter and all of it on there and and I, it was why does he keep saying it go ahead but <laughs> uh, now peanut butter and jelly on, on pizza is fantastic yeah, it's too. like a sandwich yeah. right oh uh, but that was just a that was just a combo man that really stuck to me and i just I, I think since that point it was just so fishy that it kind of stuck with me a little longer um may have been the peanut butter that stuck you know or just kept it in my body a little longer you know, but it was, it, you know, I just, I just have kind of steered away from fish. We're not friends anymore. You know that, right? Bullshit. <laughs> Peanut butter's delicious. Shrimp's delicious. Tuna's great. But I ain't slapping it all together on, on a pound of dough and throwing it in an oven. God, dude. Uh, man. I've literally, several, like, dozens of occasions walked through the grocery store you know, looking at almost every can, thinking if I had that on pizza or if I had this on pizza or whatever, you know, and if I hadn't, I'd grab, I'd grab a can, go drain it down and potted meat, man. put it on there. I've had potted meat on there. There we go. Spam. I've had spam. How was that? Uh, it ain't bad. I think spam's pretty, pretty it's not versatile. Bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's really not bad. There's, um, I, I was trying to think, I, don't, I really can't. Have you ever had any like misadventures with putting stuff on pizza? Something that just did not work. Well, other than the one I was just talking about, that's what I'm saying. I really don't have a whole lot of uh, things that I because I'm just such a free eater. Yep. I mean, I eat everything. You know, I mean, it's so few things that um, now I'm real picky about the things I drink. But as far as uh, what I eat, man, I'm 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 good with just about anything. There's a lot of food shows you used to watch about some crazy, you know, eating eyeballs and or eating whatever that kind of just nutty, nutty fear factor type stuff that's i mean that's that's a little bit extreme for right. me too but just general food man i'm i'm down you know i'm, I'm willing to try whatever. yeah i forgot I, who i'm talking to over here we used to back in the kitchen back there and he would reach over in the freezer and get one of those uncrustables out and put fucking hot sauce on it and eat it oh yeah <laughs> or must you put mustard on everything I do like I'm some a, kind of I'm a uncircumcised Philistine over here. Just for somebody who's such a good cook, 
It's a fucked up palate, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. Now, I mean, I like peanut butter and jelly, but I ain't putting yeah, no hot I'm, sauce on it. I'm we just got, glad I got to try some of it. Well, you, you, know? got, you got to think, man. I mean, like like sweet hot. I like sweet together. hot. Yeah, sweet but hot. But not that kind of sweet hot. Yeah, that's like vinegar hot was sweet, man. That's... Mm-mm. Well, you over there with Tabasco, just going to town on a frozen encrustable, just oh, yeah. tearing the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. You want one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that atrocity. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. So I'm encouraging everybody to get out, man, and freestyle some food. You know, that's my my PSA. <laughs> <laughs> if Matt listens to this, he he will be just beside himself. He got a he became a head chef at his restaurant now. Oh, fantastic! Uh, yeah, I talked about it with with uh, Tink and Brandon the other night. He, uh, their their head chef, uh, left to go. He started his own restaurant, and uh, yeah, Matt got bumped up to. He was like he was talking about it the other night that uh, so he became head chef because they're really big on using a lot of farm to table stuff. They try to get all their ingredients within a two hundred fifty mile radius of of St. Charles. So like a lot of like Missouri grown rice. Uh, he's got a mushroom guy. The guy's got a storefront there in St. Charles where he has, he grows mushrooms and has all these mess like buying them 20 pounds at a time of like morals and stuff like that. And so he became head chef. Plus they were rolling out their new menu, the spring summer menu. They went from, you know, going from root vegetables to like, like greens, fresh grown stuff, mm. a lot of fruit. And plus, it was Easter weekend, so we had all three things wow. hitting it, hitting at one time. You know, trying to get the menu set up, being the head chef, and getting ready for on, on Easter. They did like a Sunday brunch buffet for Easter. Stressed out. And he said it was it was just nonstop because what they talked about the other night that he had bought like um, bought a bunch of um, um, uh, scallops. I think scallops. He said it was scallops uh, because it was last Friday leading in last Friday of Lent. So he you know, was the last big push for, for seafood and whatnot, fish, whatever. And uh, like he had like a hundred leftover. I, like, well, I couldn't freeze them. So he, he made them for the buffet on Sunday. You know, he was just talking about what it was like to juggle being a head chef now, yeah. make sure everything goes where it's supposed to go, you know? So congratulations to Matt. Yeah, really proud job. of you, man. Um, you didn't ever work like in a restaurant like that, did you? I've uh, no, not as a like a no, I didn't. Um, I did a lot of bartending, bar backing. I oh, was yeah. a, I was a waiter. I've I've been in around. Um, I've worked at the uh, a produce house. I've worked in the seafood industry. I've been around food, but as far as um, you know, this was my first. You know, when I got into the Restaurant business. What you do now was, I, was your first foray into it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't sous chef under anybody. It was just right. That's what Brady was telling me. I didn't realize the other mm-hmm. night. Um, Tink told me before we came that night. You know, she's like, you know, she sous chefed for Cat Cora two or three times. Ooh, I'm I like, really? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that. Like, and she told me it was like um, Viking appliances. They had done something and they had Cat Cora. Um, come and do it and she had brandy come with her three all three times to do it and the last time she said it was guy uh fieri and she's like he's a dick (laughs) really like come on she's not really he was that's the way he's he's more of a brand now you know he he is i don't know if it's just 
I don't know if it's just him marketing himself or if he's got a really good agent or just that show took off out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, it's made him a personality. Well, Food Network became more prevalent too. Yeah, all the shit. I mean, nobody knew any chefs' names much. I mean, you had like a handful. Now they're rock stars. Yep, that's exactly right. We went to Vegas. Um, God, a few years back, I to play Keno because I can sit there and get drunk. Nobody bothers me. I pick my numbers out. It takes like I buy like ten games with like four numbers, and it takes a couple hours. And run through through all the numbers, mm-hmm. and they keep just bringing you drinks while you're sitting there. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting at Caesar's. Like I was, it was like the Kino and the sports book were right next to each other. So I was right. like, I found my home. This yeah. is where I belong. I can bet the ponies and the numbers, you know. <laughs> and so I'm. They had a thing going on because the Caesar's had Bobby Flay's restaurant there, and they had a thing on Kino where you had like a pick four game, pick four numbers, and all four of them hit. You got. um it was like $2,000 plus uh, dinner for two at Bobby Filet's. And Tink's like, you got to be play it all day long. You want some more money? You want some money to go play? It was like five bucks five bucks around, you know? So 50 bucks for a couple hours. And you can get any cheaper anywhere else in the casino than that. Yeah. And then plus all the free drinks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, I tell you what blew me away, Vegas blew me away was the price of, like, getting like a regular meal there. Like Subway for two was like forty bucks on the strip. It was insane. Some of the, you like the old, you like we never talked about Vegas in here. I think uh, but you like you like old Vegas. Yeah, the Fremont, the Fremont. Right. That's a I'll, I do like that a little better. We didn't get to go down that down there. I'm 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 ready to go to uh, to Vegas, man. I like I mean I like Vegas. Vegas is it's got just about whatever you want. Yeah, you know, and it's a. It's fun. You know, it, it really can be fun. Oh, speaking of the Southwest, I saw before we started tonight, uh, the governor of New Mexico is, is expecting to sign uh, recreational marijuana in New Mexico. That's one more state getting wrecked marijuana again. It's like they're, they're just falling like dominoes. So maybe maybe they're, whole, they're done with the, the failed war on drugs. So how many, what is that, like 13 or 14 now? I don't know about wreck. Like um, California, Oregon, Washington, New Mexico now. Didn't New York just go? Did New York go wreck? Or New Jersey, maybe? I can't remember. New York, York, Mm -hmm. Colorado, Illinois. Um, Yeah, but I think it's like 20 or 30-something states now have got medicinal. Um. I think once they see that they're paving the roads in, in gold in Colorado now because of all the tax revenue. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I wish the states didn't put so much restrictions on getting started, getting set up. You know, the the money it costs to get anything going in wreck is just redonkulous. It's so dumb. It's just, you know, they, they probably think you're going to be, you know, printing money. So, I mean, yeah, but I mean, there's they're building a a, black, a bigger black market is what they're doing. Guys are going to be selling on. They're going to keep. They're, they're going to go get the license to grow at, for for personal use. They have a, some states you have like two plants, some of them six plants, some of them ten plants, whatever it is. And these guys are growing and they're just selling out of their back door, you know. Which I'm all. I love black markets. Black markets are free markets. Um, but I, I wish they made it where, you know, if I got. 
if I've got five grand or whatever the state charges, 500, whatever it is, I wish they would make it where I go down there and throw down the money, get my license and start Hango's Weed Emporium. You know what I mean? Instead of having you make, you have to jump through hoop after hoop after hoop through all the red tape just to get a license. Well, now then you got to deal with um, trying to find a storefront, trying to rent out. This place don't want to have to deal with the legal repercussions or they're not insured for it. And then you have to deal with uh, deposits, the banking. I mean, what, what banks are still going to take it? Cause it's not federally uh, legal now. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those guys who do wreck, you know, they're sticking money in a shoebox Cause I, I they saw, can't find a bank to, to take it. I saw a, um, a video of a guy who, and I don't know, I, he might've been in Cal- in uh, Colorado. But uh, he was saying, man, that he was taking his money and buying Bitcoin with it instead of instead of sticking it in the bank, that he would just get online and, and buy Bitcoin with it, and um, instead of depositing it, you know, in a bank or whatever. And I, I'm assuming that he's paying his bills through that or something. I mean, he didn't go into all of it and stuff, but I mean, I did see a it's like a two minute video or three minute video, just this guy just saying, you know, we can't find anybody that'll take our deposits. You know, I mean, I've got all this money, so. I mean, a friend of mine suggested that I just go buy Bitcoin. So that's what I've been doing with it. Yeah. Oh, speaking of our investment corner, um, I got I saw an article, not an article, just a post today before we got on. Some guy on Twitter posted that he did um, he did some research. Give me one second. I pull it up. And just so you know, you commenting on my. Pickle fingers last week was a laugh right to a lot of people. They really enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Where's my. Well, I have forgot how to operate Reddit all of a sudden. Hango dum dum. <laughs> I know where I can find it on my phone. Um, Ben Werman, I'm not familiar with him, posted on Twitter, said, for the smooth brains, Citadel is the house and the player at the same time. So they're manipulating uh, GameStop so that all the buys are not counted while all the sales are. They're calling it a dark pool. And he made a video showing what's going on. And tweeted, uh, hey, it's Pixel. One tweeted and said, hey, SEC enforcement. Sorry to wake you up. GME is currently being manipulated by brokers executing buy orders through dark pools. But sales through the open market for the same security in order to artificially suppress buying pressure. So please wake the fuck up. Thanks. Cool. I'm not familiar with dark pools or how they work uh-huh. or anything. So apparently they're clean. They have proof, apparently that Citadel is selling on the open market, but they're buying in a dark pool, some backdoor way. Something I'm is they had a video of a Bloomberg machine. So they were showing something, which I can't read a Bloomberg machine because I'm not quite that autistic yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of those guys, if they get a hold of one of those Bloomberg machines, they go ape shit. They know how to look and see what all's going on there. I don't know. I've not heard any, any of that. Uh, apes are still holding from what I see. I think it was GameStop was around 183 last time I checked today. Now, now 
did I, was I mistaken or did I hear the, no, I guess it was AMC and not GameStop. I was, I was hearing AMC. I think it's the CEO talking about how they were, they were selling a bunch of their shares while the price was up so they could take that money and go and do something, you know, and invest it back into the company. Yeah. Which I mean, dang, you should have been doing that. I mean, as soon as, as soon as you got a bump in your, yeah, you know, I would, I would think that'd be a great idea. You should have done that a while back. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. Uh, I'm so out of the loop in the market right now. I just see what, whatever, whatever the retards over at wall street bets post, I'll, I'll read through it, but it's all about GameStop still. Um, the, uh, deep fucking value. The guy who started kind of the whole thing, you know, with his due diligence, he posted, um, he's once been posting like his daily updates on what his stock is doing. And he's still holding a hundred thousand shares. Um, I think his average price was like 50 something dollars, I think. And then he's still got those, like he's got like 15,000 calls that expire on April 15th. So the question is, is he going to sell them or hold them? Hey, just keep hanging on to them. Jeez. (laughs) If he's holding them, Citadel can't buy them. Diamond hands, baby. He's hanging on. Deep fucking value's got diamond balls. That's that son of a bitch. <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty. That's pretty, pretty insane. Anything else tonight? You good? Jut, you good? Yep. Good deal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hango Show. Be sure to go by Tripod Broadcasting and check out all the shows we have there. Go by and see Matt and Addison and give that some thought. Also check out Rick and the guys at Barnhill Outdoors. If you're into Star Wars, go check out I Have the High Ground with Aaron. Also, I think uh, Ebles.com, E-A-B-L-E-S, for sponsoring tonight's show. If you need some premium CBD, go by and see them. Use the promo code HANGO for 15% off. Also, check out MyDelta8.com. Eight is spelled out. See what they got going on over there. Again, Harpoon Jut, thanks for coming tonight. Enjoy it. Love you guys. And I love all y'all out there too. Hope y'all have a good one and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.